0: Um, we, are, as you might have been reading on, on Facebook or a fortnight ago, we're starting a s- series on the Spirit, on the Holy Spirit, which has come after, I guess, requests. Um, it's come cautiously because we appreciate the breadth of experience um, and it's, we did a scattergram two weeks ago and people were excited, hesitant. Uh, avoidant, um, intrigued, Um, some people just wanting to revisit after having put that kind of conversation on that spirit conversation on pause for a while um, as their faith and life have changed. Um, But we appreciate there's just a broad experience in the room Um, and so we're starting with story rather than with the tradition. So we're not starting with, as Acts 12 says, you know, we're starting with the stories of our community hearing them, understanding them, and seeing the questions that are here that we can explore, we can bring people in. Um, uh, Yeah, so that please respond (laughs) to the Facebook poor Rod and I like soon we'll be begging. We'll have like little (laughs) please, please. Um, We would like to hear your experiences. They're pretty heavy questions. If you've had a look on the Facebook page, um, there's some questions that we've put out to the community. Um, about your experience, your hopes, where you would like, how you would like to see talk of the Spirit continue, how you would like it to sit in our church. Um, And feedback. We've got a few paths of feedback. One, you've seen our lovely tables around the room. We've got the questions on the tables. If you're a drawer, if you like images rather than words, um, feel free. We're going to have these out the whole as long as we need to. We'll keep putting them out um add to them you can have a read over other people's comments um but that's just sitting there there's the hot one i I don't even know if there's anything there yet rod on trigger words and phrases um at 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 the at the conference the churches of christ conference i text shane and said i think in the first 10 minutes they've said every trigger word that will come out of this whole series it was quite a pentecostal (laughs) conference at the churches of christ it was i i was Triggered. There's only one word yet. Anyway, there were lots of smoke machines and all, all the all the things were happening at the conference. I was hashtag triggered at that point. Um, but yeah, we did. I'm just gonna. Um, we did just kind of want to identify things that um, through the questions you'll see a lot of these areas where we've we've got things that keep us stuck and afraid, and what we're hoping for. Um, I just wanted to put a little disclaimer before we we get. Um, two folks up for to hear their their experiences. Um, according like Parker Palmer, PP as we call him here, or um, consider him a friend of the community, um, he's done a lot of work on creating safe spaces um, and how we listen and how um, we react. And um, just want to identify this as a safe space um, for whatever stories that we hear of people as they share their encounters with the teaching of the church, their actual encounters with the divine energy, they that we listen um, with open hearts um, and curiosity is a great default um, and wonder is a great default of, oh, um, I, I wonder how you came to that. I wonder what that felt like. I'm curious as to why no one else has experienced that. Or, like, these wonderful, they're not judgy, they're just curious and we can witness this huge community of of a range of experiences. Um, so I guess that we hold wonder. Our goal is not to fix, save, advise, or co- to correct each other. So please don't go up to our um, to to Alan and Asha afterwards, going as per you know. Let, let me open my scripture and hit you over the head with it. It's not about that. We're here to listen. Um, so we're not to correct um, or anything like that. Um, we're very grateful to have people speak. If you've had to share about your experiences of the spirit, they're often, or even teaching all sorts of things, they can be really primal, really deep, very hard, kind of cautious as to how people would interpret them. Um, So it takes a bit of vulnerability. So I think that's a really brave thing to do, just to come up. Um, So with that in mind, I'm just going to ask Alan, who's got, with Stuart, Stuart's going to contribute. See what sort of teaching Stuart has encountered <laughs> and asha, do you guys wanna come up the front? We're gonna talk show style. Just don't throw chairs at them if we if things get a bit heated <laughs> and Stuart that's so my microphone doesn't get genius stolen. called genius parenting. Hopefully. That's what that's called, Alan, genius parenting. <laughs> um, maybe um, just to start with, can you just... Um, I'll throw questions out and you can answer. It's not one over the other. And Stuart can answer any old time he wants to. Um, but maybe uh, your name, how long you've been coming and maybe what brought you here, just quickly to introduce you to the community.
1: Uh, I'm Alan, I've uh, been coming here about three and a half uh, years now, um, basically just brought here when we, Claire and my wife and I moved to Melbourne and looked around a few churches before we stumbled upon this one and went, yes, this is this is a place where we feel at home. Asher, um, I
2: think it's three years, I'm not quite sure. The mic oh. right into mouth, um, Asher, I think it's three years, not quite sure, I stopped keeping track. Um, what brought me here, I was looking for a safe church um, and a friend of mine from a support network for LGBTIQ people of faith told me how lovely it was. I was like, oh, I might try. And then I walked in and it was really beautiful. So I stuck around. Nice
0: to hear. Um, how has the spirit been described? What images, metaphors have been used Um what what does the spirit do as you've been taught? They're up above me, the questions are up here if you need to default.
2: There's such a broad experience for me, just being a theology student, but then also being in different types of churches. But I would say just in immediate experiences with churches, it's been described as a, the fire of God. Um being described as a very sensitive dove that can be quenched easily by thoughts and emotions and a lack of open heartedness to God's will. Um, yeah, and I'll stop there.
1: Um, so I grew up in a Pentecostal movement, so there was a massive focus on the, the Holy Spirit, but it was somehow still extremely vague. Um, it wasn't really described or defined. Um best impression I really got was the Holy Spirit was supposed to sort of be how you felt the presence of God or how you um, you know experienced God sort of thing like it was sort of almost like you know that's that's the part of the Trinity that you sense or feel somehow Um, and of course there's all sorts of uh, creative Pentecostal ways in which that works out which I won't go into too much now
2: Um, also, as a as a mother who really gathers people under her, I used her for God, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, as a mother that really gathers people and comforts them and consoles them in times of deep grief. And um, as someone who kind of rages with love, that's one that I really draw to a lot um, in my experience. So as a force that draws people in with untamed love that somehow mysteriously doesn't hurt us.
0: Yeah. I, like that. I like that image. Um, this one, I guess it kind of talks a bit about your experiences that you've had, which I'm always, I always love these conversations. Um, what kinds of experience have you associated with the spirit? How did you feel about them at the time and how do you feel about them now? What kinds of experiences have you associated with the spirit? How did you feel about them at the time? And how do you feel about them now?
2: So before I, like, technically did the sinner's prayer in my bedroom, um, I used to, or still do, get into a lot of diverse spiritual teachings. And I was practicing some meditation. Um, And then one day as I was walking home... I'll try and make this quick because usually it's a lot longer. But one day I was walking home and I wasn't practising any, anything per se. I was just walking home from school in year 11. And uh, the way that the, the sun was shining on the grass and the trees was really beautiful. But for some reason it really captured my attention and my mind went quiet, completely still. And I, like, my, it's like my awareness dropped straight into my body. And then from there, I felt like everything that there's any sense of distinction between my, it's hard to put this into words, but any sense of distinction between the world outside and the world inside completely dissolved. And in that space of deep stillness, there was just a perfect bliss. Um, I was really in a bad place mentally at the time. So to suddenly have a glimpse of perfect wholeness was, I would say, a, a spirit experience. And it lasted for about 15 minutes, and my mind, when it came back, this, my thoughts started coming back. Um, it was like my mind was saying, what the heck? Like, how, how did that happen? What is this? This is beautiful. How do we stay here? What's going on? Who am I? What? What? <laughs> and then um, I remember like, just watching as like thoughts became more constant, and then the, that, the intensity of the stillness went into the background and became less prominent, and then the stress and the anxiety came back and and the depression, and then it was like, oh. (laughs) Um, Now, that that experience has always been really confronting. So uh, later on, I had an experience of fire baptism, if you will, in my bedroom, even though I wasn't Pentecostal, I wasn't anything. I didn't go to church or anything. Um, The two experiences contrasted and then confused me, And now I sit with them, and it's kind of weird and tense and uncomfortable. Um, I wonder who I am and and who we really are and who God is. Um, But I try to access, because it's so safe, that space within us of stillness, which I believe is God. So I try to access that as much as possible, and it's really hard, and I'm really terrible at it. But we're human, and that's okay.
1: So most of my, um, I guess, encounters with the Holy Spirit or what I understood to be such were, again, based around, you know, my Pentecostal upbringing. And so I'm also a very musical person and music has a very particular uh, place for me. And so that, that just meshes really, really well with the Pentecostal church and, and the Pentecostal experience of the Holy Spirit. So from my, from my perspective, it was great. Um, you know, like, um, I, you know, play and sing at church and I'd do this and that and the other and just really, really felt, um, yeah, an encounter of what I guess I understood to be the Holy Spirit fairly often and fairly regularly. And, um, yeah, like I I still look back on that with with fondness and with a, um, a, you know, a real, you know, sort of positivity. Um, But at the same time, I think possibly... (laughs) the The last time i I feel like I confidently heard God say anything to me, which was probably four or five years ago, um was basically when God said that experience of me is now gone for you 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 will no longer find me there um, which was really upsetting <laughs> and it just has turned out to be completely true um And a part of it is just simply that, you know, I'm obviously in a community now where the music is very simple and there's not that smoke and lasers and everything else going on, that environment isn't there and, you know, I I wouldn't trade it anyway, but um, a part of it is that, but a part of it is just also really being, um, I guess, having my mind broadened to realise how narrow that experience of the Holy Spirit is and how how much that excludes a whole lot of people that aren't very much like me. Um, so I look back at it, on it, back on it now and go, well, maybe it is still the Holy Spirit, but at the same time, that's just very much an expression of who I am and where I find my joy, where I find a wholeness is in is in music and just and all of that expression. And so, for someone who's not like that. Um, For someone who doesn't have that same, you know, like uh, I'm very much okay with the whole, you know, it being about a feeling and something not quite, you know, something you can't quite describe about something that's sort of intangible. And I'm totally okay with that and roll with it just fine. But um, I'm starting to realise that there are a lot of people that don't work that way at all. They need description. They need parameters. They need, um, you know, uh, something completely different to that something that just in no way at all works within that framework and so where where i spent a lot of my you know teenage years and early 20s you know wondering you know trying to encourage people and wondering why they just couldn't experience god the same way or the holy spirit the same way that i was i'm now sort of turning around and going well they are never going to experience it that way that's even if that is legitimately the me experiencing the holy spirit they are so different to me that that's just never going to be something that works for them And so now I look back at that and go, well, it was really great for me. But at the same time, it was just like so, you know, excluded so many people that don't operate the same way. And all these people that, you know, were made to feel like they just weren't experiencing God or, you know, were doing something wrong or, you know, weren't proper Christians or something else because they weren't experiencing God. And all around them, there's all these people that are because obviously, you know, Pentecostal, Pentecostal Church draws in the sort of people that have the experiences that I had. And then just got these few people around it that are there, just going, "Well, what about me? You know, am I not experiencing the Holy Spirit?" And just, um, yeah. So I look at it and go, "I don't know how to feel about it anymore." I I had a great time of it, but it's just, I'm just now becoming aware of just like how exclusionary it was for other people and how hurtful that can be, and how all these people are always being told that you know you're just you're doing it wrong. you're not doing it well enough, your something is missing
0: <laughs> um, yeah i was I was sort of thinking at this conference we had fifteen strong welcome team at this conference on the like, weekend. And I just was thinking of introverts you know that that just exactly. I, I sort of yeah. felt for them I, was, I could even i could I'm usually like that something that I was a struggle for me um yeah. Uh, and I was also sad. They had a big worship, um, Alan. They had a big worship experience, and I, in the past, have loved those. I've really my nature, but I. But it's that kind of I've changed, and it wasn't that for me now. Um, and it's the development. Yeah, this change within us as we kind of go forward. Yeah. Um, I guess uh, like what questions about the spirit would you like us to discuss here?
1: I guess yeah like I'd really like to find other ways of encountering the spirit of understanding what the spirit might actually be and what it might actually do so that um because yeah for one thing you know I'm I'm not having those same experiences of the spirit here because A because of the environment B because apparently that's just not the way things are rolling for me now um and so both for me and also you know, for the people that I love and the people that are around me, like I, I want to find other ways of understanding the Holy Spirit, you know, what it might do or mean or be or any of these things that might actually have a broader meaning than just my love of getting swept away by music.
2: I started When I started coming here, it was a kind of grief of the Spirit, like Alan was describing, where I'd been going to a Pentecostal Penny, but sort of charismatic church that was rural in Melton if anyone knows where that is for a little while um, but my experience was marked with this is getting to a question but my experience was marked with um, sort of deliverance ministries um, as I was coming out as gay in the church and so my the very beautiful experience of the spirit turned into a, a really oppressive thing that was carrying a lot of shame with it and i just couldn't reconcile how much that was hurting me with what i'd actually experienced as the spirit and it all dried up um and god was a bit like that <laughs> just like stop <laughs> so things uh, started drying up and i stopped experiencing the spirit in a really shaking powerful throwing you across the room speaking in tongues way and and then i lost it all and i lost my faith and Um, it all just crumbled. So I had to return to spirituality since before then um, with meditation and stillness, but that's been incredibly difficult. But coming here, I've rediscovered the power of things like prayer spaces and ritual and liturgy. Um, And I think I would like to see us ask how we can create those spaces in a really safe and open way that also allows people to have different experiences of the spirit. Um, even when we're, like, kind of understandably edgy about what that might look like, yeah. We can learn a lot from each other.
0: And learn a lot for a great deal. I'm learning from you guys. Um, I th- that sort of continues on, like, the hopes you have for this series. Um, what what do you hope, just like what Asher was sort of talking about, what do you hope our community's relationship with the spirit might look like going forward?
1: probably diverse would be the one word i'd pick to describe it um like i say the if the holy spirit is what i vaguely understand it to be or what it's you know supposed to be if you want to call it that i feel like no no two of us are going to experience it the same way and i just like to yeah I guess able to look around and just see a really diverse relationship with the holy spirit where everyone is experiencing it in a way that's meaningful to them and in a way that's true to what the holy spirit i guess is but yeah not a way that's you know that's been shoehorned in because that's what the extroverts of the church experience
2: it to be i guess yeah just just genuine experience rather than um by genuine, I mean true to the person rather than something that has been manufactured because that was primarily, I think, what was happening in the you know, old church I was going to is that uh, it was, <laughs> I remember this one time we were all in the front, like, giving God glory and shouting, and then when the music stopped, it, like, the feeling, the euphoria stopped, and I stood there, and I was like, is that real? Was that actually? Mm, probably not. I don't know. And anyway, everybody was like, I don't know what happened, but... <laughs> it was just so bizarre but i think that's like manufacturing which is ridiculous and then there's just the genuine true to the person experience and it i mean in the four walls out of the four walls in the street when you're walking down in the market where i put, like um yeah in a way that i even helps people with their mental health because that's been a big thing for me people like one of the marks of the spirit for me is that it helps people recover from mental illness um rather than perpetuating really, really bad relationships and issues with shame and boundaries and anxiety, it actually gently coerces people into healing. The coerce is the wrong word, but invites people into healing. And so I experienced, honestly, the spirit in my room with my psychologist. And she's from a Hindu background. And I talk about things there and she's fine with that. And we don't have to pray, but it's there. And I think that, yeah, that's, that's what it could look like. Um, yeah.
0: Trigger words, phrases, anything that provokes a strong emotional reaction from your previous communities, maybe, or experiences?
1: I, I don't think I really have any, because as I say, the spirit was just like, so nondescribed. Was all about feeling it rather than being able to describe it. So I have no words for the spirit trigger or otherwise. Just vibes. vibes, Yeah, that literally (laughs) vibes is the best word
2: I've got. I don't know if they're triggers. I just I get uncomfortable when there's intense preaching and um, where people are sort of like passively aggressively telling you how to live. yeah, that was just the vibe when I was in churches and it was always associated with if you're not experiencing God this way, then this is what's wrong with you and therefore you need to come up the front so we can lay hands on you. And mm-hmm. I always went up because I was gay and I was like, well, obviously that's what's wrong. <laughs> and it was like, oh, I'm on the ground, but nothing's happening. Am I faking it? No, anyway. So like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but um, triggers then are just, for me, and um, other people might relate to it, is like, really abrupt laying on of hands and like loudly shouting in your face in some mumbly language. I'm not disdaining speaking in tongues, that's like I'm not, Um, another conversation here. But just that really, where there's no consent, I think. No consent, there's like invitation but nothing's really thought out and it's like go with the flow but to the point that you're really putting people at risk of re-trauma- um, re-traumatizing them more. I've seen people, like, fall over and, like, hurt themselves because they think they're having an experience, but they're not. Um, it's just stuff like that is is really uncomfortable for me. And, I, uh, yeah. So, yeah.
0: We had a, a catching team at one of my churches. Like, that was, like, being on the welcome team, but you're also – you could have been on the catching team to sort of show your bicep strength and things like that. <laughs>
2: I was on the first catching team we had, and because we had like the big revivalist guy come in, and then like when I was supposed to be catching somebody, I ended up falling over.
0: It's not—it's not what a catcher's meant to do, (laughs) Esha. It's just first rule of catching team: catch people. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, guys, thanks very much. Um, for sharing. Yeah, give me a clap. 're not going I'm not going to pray with multiple hands and kind of you know catching teams and nothing shouting in tongues, nothing like that, but I thought prayer is that lovely moment of intention, um, our focus, our kindness, and um, bringing people before God in how we all connect with God, the God that we we are all exploring. so I think um, I would just pray for Asher and Alan. Um, and if we can all just bring our attention to them and their lives and their experiences and the gift they are to us here, which you both are, and Stuart as well. Lord, um, we thank you that we are here today, gathered in this community, in this space on this day, with these people um, to witness um, Asher and Alan and Stuart um, sharing about their life and their experiences. Of you and the communities that have their eyes on you um, be with them as they continue to gift us with their insights and wisdom um, and be with them in your gentleness in truth and authenticity um, as they go forward with us exploring the holy spirit amen amen hey, thanks Thank guys you. Thanks. pleasure So I really, I really love. I wish we could kind of continue this for, however. we've got till de- December, isn't that right, Rod? We can just keep it going. I reckon we've got it. We've got a few weeks. So please send your responses to Rod. We might get a few more interviews in. I really enjoy hearing. I really, I really enjoy hearing that. So thanks, guys. Um, we're going to come together around um, communion, um, and similar to what Asher mentioned about. This moment, um, after all the people were baptised, Jesus was baptised, and as he was praying, the sky opened up and the Holy Spirit, like a dove descending, came down on him. And along with the Spirit, a voice, you are my son, chosen and marked by my love, pride of my life. Um, I like the image of just drawing near, affirmation Um, and the spirit is and does all sorts of things as we all keep exploring but the drawing near and affirmation um, is so central to this moment Um, and in communion there is this symbol that tradition that we partake in of drawing near to the story of Christ drawing near to each other um, and this affirmation that all are welcome all are welcome to the table, and I think that's a really lovely image for us to, to finish up with. With communion here, you're welcome to come up. You're welcome to sit back. Um, you don't have to believe five points to kind of come up, and you might just like grape juice and seaweed crackers. We're getting fancy. Um, you might just like them, so that's, that's okay, but don't feel any pressure. But I might get us come up, and grab, use the holy knuckle, and break the, break the seaweed cracker, grab some juice and a piece, and then we'll gather in a circle around here. And thanks to the cracker folk. We've got plenty of crackers today. So Thanks to Leah and George on the cracker team. Thanks, George. <laughs> Trust a Greek to make sure we have enough to eat. Milton go. <laughs> There's room for whole cracker takeage now. That's <laughs> the kids can go hard. What a beautiful, beautiful, large circle that we have here, and Jesus coming. He took the bread and broke it and said, Take and eat, this is my body broken for you. Please take and eat. And he took the wine grape juice and drank in remembrance remembrance of the new covenant. Lord for the circle, for these places, and for this one.